Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, beautiful people. Hello. Hello. And hello, fabulous listeners. We are all Tony, me, Sherry, our producer, Bruce. We are all here actually at Walt Disney World Resort filming a special video episode of the show. <laughs> Woo! But because of how we record, we're all actually in our rooms looking at each other on Zoom still. So it's... <laughs> It's one of those Zooms where like when you throw parties and people have identical backgrounds, that's what it looks like. But we're all just in our <laughs> respective rooms that look identical. Yes. It was a fun moment to give each other hugs and then run up to our rooms to be on Zoom together. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Woohoo. All right. Well, the world's most magical celebration continues, including a special preview of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which we are so excited for. So tune in yes. Tuesday, May 10th. For D23, Inside Disney launches Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Walt Disney World 50. It will be available on D23.com and, of course, D23's social platforms. So look forward to that next week. We are so excited to be here filming. And Tony, what have you been up to? Oh, my gosh. Top story, you guys. I got to see Doctor Strange at a screening in New York. Oh, my gosh. How was it? But don't spoil it. But how was it? There are so (laughs) many things. Well, without spoiling it, the single thing I will say is it is complete and utter madness. (laughs) Ooh, the title is appropriate. Absolutely. And it's just cinematically genius, as is expected, but just to see it in person, IRL is was really, really great. And keeping us in that Marvel cinematic universe, I shall say, we have coming up in this episode of the pod, the stars of Moon Knight with Mr. Knight himself, Oscar Isaac, and May Kalamaui is chatting with us. So stick around. They've got some fun stories. So good. Uh, Sherry, what have you been up to? Well, I, as soon as I landed here at Walt Disney World, I went straight to the food because you know me, (laughs) I I went to Boma at Animal Kingdom Lodge and oh, I mean, buffets, that is where I'm living my best life. Uh I might as well just like set up my place setting at the buffet because I went back and forth so many times. Those zebra dome cakes, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They're made from real fresh so zebra. Goodness. Good. Real fresh zebra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, I my only regret was not wearing stretchy pants, but I think I did a pretty good job Ooh. making a making a large dent at that buffet. <laughs> well done. Awesome. Well done. How about you, Jeffrey? I mean, you've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I know. I feel like I would bore you guys to tears. It was, uh, first of all, kudos, both of you. Wonderful job hosting the news. I guess Aww. I can leave the kids alone every Thank once in you. a while, oh, like you were noting. We did it, Cherry. Yay, I'm I, so proud. Uh, Tony, don't get cocky. Um, <laughs> anyone who follows me on social knows I turned 50 a couple of years ago, but of course, none of us were leaving our houses at that time. So I'd always planned to do a big birthday party. Finally got to live that big birthday party dream. Just as I'm approaching the 52 mark, it was Jeffrey's Surf and Turf. It started with a fabulous four-night cruise with 18 of my besties on the Disney Dream. 
we had no Paulo. Fun. I had many chicken tenders. I had yes. the chicken farm, <laughs> Mickey waffles. It was great. I got to see my pals Connor and Zoe and Andrea and Glenn. That was wonderful working on the ship. The, the crew, hats off to them, always do such a magnificent job. My fabulous pal Becky, who helped arrange it. So thanks to her. And we all got to Walt Disney World on uh, last Friday. And we did a fun cocktail party. We did a dinner at the California Grill, which was magnificent. The chef put together an unbelievable menu. Um, And Saturday was the big day. We all went to Magic Kingdom. And then that evening, uh, it was a whirlwind. 36 of us just going through and doing so many different things, experiences. We did Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And we had cocktails and the launch bay and then dinner in the American adventure. And there were voices of Liberty and colonial Mickey mouse. It was a whole lot. That was so good. People can feel free to look at my socials if they want to see some of the lunacy and thanks so much to all my friends and family, as well as the incredible teams from Disney events here at Walt Disney world. They really put together a fantastic party. I mean, they, and, and they can do it for anyone. It's not like I got anything special. I really just went to their events team and, and they dream up all sorts of incredible things. And I saw our friend, Corey McFan. She came to the, the party and Corey, of course, is fabulous. And she had helped, she'd helped give me some ideas because of course she knows everything about Disney weddings and events. Our good pal, Dave Coombs, who's been on the podcast was there. Yeah. So that was really Aww. fun. So Michael Hungeon from Story Living. <laughs> There were some favorite friends of the pod who were there. So that was wonderful. Yeah, Uh, I could go on and on, but honestly, we don't have enough time. Happy 21st, Jeffrey. (laughs) Yes, I'm so happy you have finally turned 21. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Cheers to that. But we've got a lot of news to get to. And me talking about my birthday festivities is indulgent. So we're going to move on. (laughs) But thank you for indulging me, my friends. So as we're recording this, it is May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Lots of big Star Wars fun happening, uh, including the release of that new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer coming to Disney Plus later this month. Wow. Thoughts, guys? I Stunned. I had to watch it probably five times in a row, as per <laughs> usual, when we have a new Star Wars trailer. And kudos to you, Tony. Like, you and your team, it was a GMA debut. We had a GMA first look. So exciting to be able to give that to the world. But yeah, what did you guys think of the trailer? I mean, I, like you, I had to watch it f- maybe. I think I need to watch it 50 more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I mean, I, I feel like it's not giving away a spoiler if it's a trailer, but like hearing Darth Vader's breath. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, Ooh, like I can't it was, do it. Different. It was one of those, like, you know, other trailers and looks are coming. So I'm really excited for those can't as wait. well. Mm. And speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course, that's one of the myriad panels that are going to be at Star Wars Celebration coming up the 26th of the month. D23 has just published the complete list of every panel and all the celebrities that have been announced. Plus, D23 is doing its own panel. They are hosting 35 years of Star Tours on Friday, May 25th at 5 p.m. on the Galaxy stage, which is, of course, commemorating the attraction from the misadventures of Captain Rex to the unexpected new destinations of today. So very exciting and For D23 members, if you're there Thursday night, get ready to boogie down in a whole new galaxy 
<laughs> the Galactic Disco Night Dance Party will be happening with a Grammy-nominated Ooh. artist Mayor Hawthorne is DJing. There will be surprise character appearances, photo drops, and the dress code is Outer Rim Outrageousness. So get Ooh. ready. There are more details on all of those things Love at that. d23.com. And speaking of just staying in the Star Wars galaxy, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR experience is now at Disney Springs. This preview of the ILM X-Labs MetaQuest virtual reality experience now happening through July 21st. Uh, just walked by it uh, last night, in fact. You can get reservations and you can get more info at disneysprings.com slash MetaQuest. Nice. Well, in more otherworldly experience news, there's a new game coming. It's a life simulation adventure game called Disney Dreamlight Valley. I am so into games like this right now. I like really can't wait for this. So it's coming soon to PC, Mac, and consoles. So the premise, you arrive in a mysterious world. It's called Dreamlight Valley. It's mm-hmm. desolate and full of night thorns after a mysterious event called The Forgetting. Mm, very ominous. Very. And Dreamlight Valley was once an idyllic land where Disney and Pixar characters lived in harmony. And now it is up to you to discover the land's unique stories and bring the magic back there are thousands of customization options for your avatar for your home for your village so you can really make it your own i know hours days weeks will be spent playing this so if i'm missing for a couple pods you know where to find me i will be in dreamlight valley for more details including release date announcements go to disneydreamlightvalley.com very cool yes And then more news, Disneyland Resort back on our coast. The park's halfway to Halloween celebration is happening right now, which means it is Sherry's one third-ish way to Christmas celebration happening in my head. (laughs) Woohoo! But back to Halloween. Oogie Boogie (laughs) Bash, a Disney Halloween party, the after hours event is coming back on select nights this fall. We also got the first look at Halloween outfits for Mickey and Minnie. You can check them out at the parks blog. Spoiler alert, they are very cute. Not necessarily Halloween news, but spooky nonetheless. America Chavez, a character from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, is now at Avengers Campus, so you can go meet her. Yay! So fun. Sherry, we may stick with the Halloween theme, but we're going back to my favorite theme. (laughs) Cruise line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am a big Hocus Pocus person. And... (laughs) Minnie Mouse, Daisy Duck, and Clarabelle Cow will be dressing up as the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus, and they will join other characters who are going to be wearing their favorite Halloween costumes. Oh my now, gosh. So I fun. am yes. losing my mind over that. And the Disney Wish now, you know, there's, of course, the Halloween tree in many of the, the atriums. There's a new all-magical pumpkin tree in the Cinderella-inspired Grand Hall, which looks very, very cool. So much more happening. You can, of course, visit Odd Park's blog for more details on that. Love it. Well, Disney Junior fans, listen up. Looking at you. Or the parents of Disney Junior fans. (laughs) (laughs) Or Sherry. Sorry. I was going to say, I was looking at you, Jeffrey, but you're totally correct. Um, A new slate of programming, including new series, shorts, and returning programs were just announced at, oh, so fun, the Disney Junior Fun Fest. And those titles include original series like Hey AJ, Kindergarten the Musical, which I feel like is going to be a personal favorite, I can tell already. I feel like it's the story of your life. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) 
<laughs> series renewals include Alice's Wonderland Bakery back for a season two and Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends also back for a second season with Tony Stark voiced by friend of the pod and all around coolest guy around if I do say so myself John Stamos Yay. so what about that so much to look forward to mm. and over at the Hulu wow Oh, this is so fun. A certain show we all have come to adore, starring Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, Catherine O'Hara, and Annie Murphy, is coming to Hulu on October 3rd and will include all six seasons. Oh my gosh. Those of you without Hulu are going to be up a creek. That is for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That is one way to put it. Well, you know her, you love her, Olivia Rodrigo. The Disney Plus film, Olivia Rodrigo, Driving Home to You, a sour film, is coming to Hulu and Freeform, so you cannot miss it. It's streaming on Hulu now, actually, and it's going to air on Freeform Saturday, May 14th at 9.55 p.m. Honestly, the perfect Saturday night activity. And in more Disney Plus-ish related news... A new trailer just dropped for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It looks hilarious, you guys. We get to see a little bit more of Chip and his life as an insurance salesman. Dale, who went through CGI surgery, working in the nostalgia circuit. (laughs) And they've got a band together. Take on the Rescue Rangers services once again to save their friend's life. It premieres May 20th exclusively on Disney+. And check the trailer out at the Walt Disney Studios YouTube. And you can also see a poster for the film as well. Can't wait. So fun. Well, back here with even more Disney Plus news. Have we seen the new trailer for the Disney Plus sequel, Hollywood Stargirl? Yes. Yes, we have. I thought Stargirl was so charming. I was so happy that they made a sequel. Oh, it's just an inspiring uh, trailer for the sequel, an inspiring story altogether. Grace Vanderwall is actually returning as Stargirl and also performing the original song uh, entitled Figure It Out, which she wrote for the film. So much talent, mm. so much packed into this. Um, you can watch the trailer too, you guys, at the Walt Disney Studios YouTube page and a poster has been released as well. Hollywood Stargirl will debut on Disney Plus so soon, on June 3rd. And wait, there's more. If you're a fan of Disney Intertwined on Disney Plus, get ready because it's been announced that it's been picked up for season two. So congrats to that cast and crew. Production has already started in one of my most favorite places in the world in Buenos Aires. And season one of this musical series, of course, you can watch right now on Disney Plus around the world, including in Latin America. Amazing, amazing. Do, Do you hear that? I think I do. Is it the churros grumbling in my belly, which you will see (laughs) more of in a few days? I was going to say, tune in for some churros next Tuesday. But now, but now, it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And this week, to celebrate Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we have an all-Marvel Cinematic Universe lineup. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tony, what's up first? Well, to help you get to how we got here, we would recommend watching Doctor Strange. Ooh. Mm. Good one. Yeah, that's a great one. And... Why not check out Avengers Infinity War? A little indie flick. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's on (laughs) Disney Plus. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it has both, of course, Doctor Strange and Wanda in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to keep things going with some fabulous women and heroes, why not watch Captain Marvel? And I love, I mean, there's so much to love about that, including a throwback to Blockbuster Video. Oh, yes. <laughs> and okay, you've watched Avengers Infinity War. Next up, Avengers Endgame. Yes, Woo! check out that epic showdown with Thanos. And maybe watch it a couple times because, you know, <laughs> you can never watch Endgame uh, enough. And to cap really? off, things to watch this weekend, you can, of course, watch WandaVision also on Disney+. Plus. And if you loved WandaVision, hey, why not listen to the podcast episodes we had with the fabulous Paul Bettany and the amazing Elizabeth Olsen from last year. I mean, uh, hey, why not? Yes, yes, loved them. Well, on to our guests who have just wrapped up the limited series Marvel's Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. One is no stranger to Disney fans, having appeared as Poe Dameron in Star Wars films. And now he's part of the MCU as Mark Spector. He's joined now by an actress who starred on Hulu's Rami and now plays Mark's wife, an archaeologist, Layla, on the hit show. Please welcome Oscar Isaac and May Kalamaui. Yay! All right, we are over the moon for the show. Sorry, had to say that. We love a pun. I'm sorry, everyone. You did that. Had either of you been familiar with your characters when you were first approached to be part of the series? I had never heard of Moon Knight before, and I collected comics as well. So yeah, no, I was real bottom of the barrel for me. <laughs> I hadn't heard of Moon Knight, and also Layla wasn't a character in the comics. So it was all new for me. And what was it like reading through and reacting to the script? It came in parts. So I didn't get like all six in one go, and I knew that they were going to keep changing. Oh, yeah. But I had no idea who the character was going to be. And then to see her have a really cool role in the dynamic of, you know, Moon Knight and Mark and Steven was really cool and special. And I was so excited to take that on. And more than that, I just I was excited to see like what Oscar was going to do with all the roles. Oscar, speaking of all those roles, how was that experience taking on all those kind of like your one man band a little bit here? Seems that way a bit, but. You know, for me, it was like, okay, I, I need to make sure I'm surrounded by other really good band members. And one of the first things was, you know, connecting with Muhammad and trusting him and trusting that that was the right partnership, you know, and that that, that already showed me that, that Kevin was interested in doing something different, especially after seeing Muhammad's other films that are uh, such incredible, powerful, emotionally complex movies. And then you know, getting Ethan on board, not only for what he was going to do on screen, but really for off screen, because he's an incredible artist. He's a poet. He's a writer. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a musician. You know, he's all these things. He's a family man. He lives down the street from me. And, you know, I just knew that having him as, you know, my right hand man, having him right there in the trenches with me was just going to be invaluable. And it ended up being that way. You know, he could have he could have just come in and played the baddie and gone to his trailer and done something else. But he was so invested in the story as a whole, in where it was going to go, in all the other characters and, and making them the best they could be. And that, that was the gamble, that if we took this thing on, we could try to, in a way, hijack it to make something that is closer to our particular aesthetic and the things that we're really into and marry those two worlds in some way. And it feels like we were able to do that. I love it. Totally. And Oscar, there's been a lot of talk about this British actor.
accent of yours. Where did it come from? How did it come to be? And was it a way for you to make Stephen and Mark even more different from each other? Yeah, well, the first thing is, okay, if I'm going to do something like this, it's going to take a long time to film and, you know, I'm going to be out there. How can I make sure that, you know, when that alarm goes off at 4 a.m. every day that I can't wait to get to set? And that's about like trying to create a character that just brings me a lot of joy. I feel like that's what I saw as a possibility. And and uh, it was set in London. I asked why it was set in London. And the answer wasn't one that made it. It was kind of semi-arbitrary, you know. It was just to get away from New York because so many things are already taking place in New York in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know, you want to feel that the world's a little bigger than just New York. So when I saw that it was set in London, even though the character wasn't English, I thought, well, what, what if we make him English? What if, imagine Peter Sellers was in a Marvel movie, you know, what would he do? And, and so I just started kind of going down that road and finding a character that would just make me laugh and gave me joy to do and gave my family joy to listen to. And I kind of went from there. And so then, and then as I did that, you know, I've played English in a lot of movies, but this one was a much more specific one that in a way it was less about the specific place of the accent, which for me, it was, you know, more in North London, but it was more about the personality that is connected to the, the way this person speaks. It also happens to have this accent. It was perfectly done. And I remember getting the screener and I was like, Oscar's not a Brit, right? I had a moment. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it was so good. Thank you. May, Layla has more layers than an onion. Uh, what was the most surprising thing to you about her? That she was a fighter. I wasn't really told that beforehand. And then I, I asked like if I needed to prepare for anything physical, I threw it out there. Because I had read some bits. You, you can never fully imagine a scene just from some writing, at least I couldn't. And they're like, yeah, come, just come now, come two months early before you're meant to film. And I had to do all the stunt training with an incredible team and my trainer was there. That was probably one of the most shocking things. And then also the Scarlet Scarab. I remember Megan Casperlink, our costume designer, was just trying to schedule a time for me to go get a body scan in the beginning when I just got the role. I was like, why do I have to do a body scan? And she's like, oh, you don't know? And she was like flustered, like she had a lot to do, you know? Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, I don't know anything. And she's like, well, I can't tell you, but you just need a body scan. And then I ended up finding out about that. And it, it was, yeah, it was really cool. I love it. Now, Layla is a total badass and you play her perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see. Oscar, which costume do you like more, Moon Knight or Mr. Knight? There's something that's about Moon Knight's costume because it was such a process of discovery with it. You know, it went through so many different iterations and the collaborative nature of getting that costume to the place where we wanted it to be so that it feels iconic and different. And there's also fulfillment of what we've seen in the comic book. You know, it was a small target that we needed to hit. And I, from that point of view, I, I'm, that's my favorite. But as far as putting it on, like, you know, the Mr. Knight suit's a little more comfortable. Love it. You guys, the show has a lot of humor in it as well, especially the finale of episode four, but it's pretty dark. Did either of you do anything to lighten the mood on set? May, you you were always lightening the set. I feel like I'm always stupid and silly and like trying to get someone to dance <laughs> with me or, or you know, and, and Oscar's always right there, yes, ending everything, like getting right in there. So it was always fun. Mm-hmm. That was it. fun. My brother was on set with me all the time too. and. He's a real laugh riot. And so we were just constantly having a great time. We had a ping pong table nearby that we'd play. No, it felt, we definitely got a real family feel on set. 
And didn't your brother play like your stunt double or someone? Not stunt, but he was my acting partner in it. Because, you know, when I have to uh, do those scenes with no. myself, I uh, needed somebody there. And he's he happens to be a really great actor as well. So, yeah, that was invaluable. And so the series just ended. I have to ask, who do you think is in control of the body now? Right. Well, the control goes back and forth, you know? I mean, that Mark and Stephen have feels like they've successfully integrated so that they're working together now, but there's clearly another altar that is taking over the body at times. I don't, and how aware they are of this happening. I think that's the big question. So was there a moment where you realized Moon Knight was a massive hit? Well, with the nature of streaming, it's difficult to know, you know, like what, you know, what constitutes a, a hit, but uh, I think, you know, of course, there's always the fear because, like I said, it was like the, the marriage of these two things, which is like the, kind of the blockbuster, you know, populist Marvel superhero film show with this psychological thriller character study that's kind of being merged into it as well. And oftentimes, you know, seeing the nature of the collaboration, that, that there was a lot of influence uh, that I had and that Ethan had and the actors have. And so sometimes it's scary because you're like, they're listening to me, but I don't know if they should be listening to me because I, I don't know how to, you know, they, they know how to make a Marvel thing. I don't know how to, I just know how to do my thing. And so there, there is that like fear, but, you know, ultimately you just got to go with what you feel is truthful and what you feel is most interesting to yourself. And the hope is that if you're true to that, that other people, it'll mean something to someone else as well. And it is very rewarding to feel that a lot of people are connecting to it you know for me i'm pretty new to this industry so just from day one being involved with it as an egyptian woman was spectacular from the get-go and felt like an accomplishment and that's one of the most important things for me is that marvel have been introducing, you know, this more diverse world and more diverse characters. And they didn't just add a Middle Eastern woman. I mean, we got to use Egypt and that backdrop and Arabic music and an incredible Egyptian director and his wife and, and editors. Like all of that was what was marvelous for me. I love watching Marvel movies and I've enjoyed the shows, but I'm realizing it's the magic behind it and the creation that's really what's special. I love it and couldn't agree more. Oscar, you recently visited Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World. What was that like? Ooh. That was I such a weird thing. You know, it's like a, <laughs> it's, it's like somewhere between a, a cruise and dinner theater and escape room and one of these interactive like like a sleep no more like dance pieces. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so wild. I, it was really impressive. What was impressive is that in some ways it's even more realistic than a movie set because in a movie set there's you know some wall that's not there you know where the cameras can go over here it was just like i mean 360 everything was there and real and that was a wild thing to see oh of course had to get your take on yeah. that and you're one of the rare few to have leading roles in both the mcu and the star wars galaxy what's next a disney animated film pixar the muppets maybe the Muppets, I think, is a good one. Yeah, we could do some, some Muppets. The Oscar the Grouch origin story. <laughs> I see it. 
I love it. We already know that one of your MCU co-stars, Tom Hiddleston, had a thing with Miss Piggy. So I, you know, I think the Muppet <laughs> thing needs to continue. All right, all right. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both so much for your time today. We end every interview with this question. Oscar, we're guessing you may have a few memories to sift through. So May, we'll hit you up first. What is your favorite Disney memory? I feel like I'm just going to go with a character that I love. Yeah. Ursula. Mm-hmm. I just love okay. her. There's something about her that just speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> just the humor. I felt like she didn't take life too seriously. Oh my God, I love it. Give us your favorite Disney memory, Oscar. The one that pops into my head is when uh, my son came to set and he was very young and he met Chewbacca for the first time. You know, I, I have a little bit of a video of it, like you know, Jonas in the huge Chewbacca outfit and Eugene you know, running around there and, and you know, just picking him up as Chewbacca. And that's just, just I don't know. It's a really. Was he excited? Yeah, he was both excited and terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I'll never forget it. Mm-mm. Oscar May, thank you so much. Congratulations on the success of Moon Knight. We hope that we get to see you both again back here very soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wow. I mean, I could talk to Oscar all day, but I'm so happy for May. This foray into the MCU is so exciting for her. And uh, just what a great series, you guys. Uh, absolutely. And, and so many more incredible Marvel series on the way. And thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.